Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. I wanted to jump on. I know it's a little earlier than normal, uh, but I got some big meetings for the podcast coming up later today, so I wanted to get some content out uh, before the game tonight. Go Warriors. Uh, This is the closest thing I could wear uh, to the Warriors colors. It's a retro blockbuster <laughs> t-shirt um yeah i'm not a warriors guy i'm a mavs guy but uh it, for all intents and purposes man i'm the biggest warriors fan there is this series i hate boston uh fans sports teams uh don't like them at all so uh go Warriors. i actually really like the warriors um they're just not the team i grew up rooting for um in dallas but anyway having said all those things what i want to do today is, you know, we had some press conferences that we didn't get to really get to all of them. Uh, we're, we've got time now because for all intents and purposes, the 49ers offseason is in full swing. Like this is the quote unquote dead period. And the players for the most part have all been sent home. Now, rookies and second year players usually stick around a little bit longer. And Trey Lance, according to Jennifer Lee Chan, has decided to stick around and throw to um, you know the rookie wide receivers and second year wide receivers things like that, which is great news. Uh, but Trey Lance, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast at any point in time, you understand as well. This dude is the hardest working person in the business, um, and so excited to see what that is. But today's episode is going to be predominantly focused around the defense. I want to look back at the 2021 numbers, where the ranks are, where the DVOA are, and what the expectations are this year, bracketing that entire conversation with um, words from the defensive coordinator himself, D'Amico Ryans, and the best defensive player, perhaps the best player general for the 49ers, Nick Bosa, uh, which he came back for minicamp as well. So we got some clips there. Uh, Shot, Jay, I want to say thank you. 
it should have probably started with this. Uh, Shajay says, congrats on 10K uh, to the glorious Chappie. Happy anniversary again, too. Yeah, a lot of new milestones going on. The wife and I hit 16 years anniversary uh, last week, which was incredible. Uh, I really like that woman. I think uh, she'll let me stick around for a little while. I'll be here. Uh, but also 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I want to say thank you all um, for that. That It's a big deal um, to me. It, the, the fact that that many people, are are willing to you know subscribe and give their time and effort, which is a big deal. And all we want to do is repay that. And so what we're doing, let me throw this up on here. We are giving away a Ronnie Lott jersey with the 75th patch, the my favorite jersey of the 49ers, the red, you know, shadow letter, um, 1994 throwbacks. So we are giving that away just as a thank you. Um, you guys already subscribed to this show. Um, you're good. Um now, if you want to enter into that, if you're a Patreon member, automatically entered into everything. And if you haven't joined our Patreon, best way to support the show, patreon.com slash 49ers Rush podcast, or you can just type in 49ers and Patreon and Google. First thing that pulls up. So Patreon members already in. The other best way to get in is just Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. It's my pinned tweet. Retweet that. Uh, that gets it, that gets you in as well. We're going to be giving away that jersey later this week. Um, I'm thinking probably Thursday. So this is going to be a quick giveaway. Um, just wanted to say thank you to everybody. Ronnie Lott, I mean, golly, how do you go wrong with a guy like that? So and now if you're one of those people that's like, man, I'm not on social media. I do not believe in, <laughs> in Twitter or whatever. That's cool. That's cool. Wherever you listen to this show, whether it's Spotify, we could use Spotify reviews. All you got to do for that, if you want to enter in that, just rate the show on Spotify. You could do one to five stars. Do five stars, screenshot it, send it over uh, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com, or you go to iTunes, leave a review with your email. So many different ways. We're not trying to exclude anybody in this. It's it's a giveaway, and I wish I could give everybody uh, you know, a jersey. Unfortunately, Miss Chapman and the uh, budget that we got running <laughs> um, – would uh yeah would make it I, I wouldn't be able to pay my bills so anyway um yeah man tommy i appreciate that man he says uh chapman should have a million subs hey you know we're grinding i'm not one of and it, all i could ever ask for for this show is just slow growth I'm, I'm not a flashy guy i'm not a person that wants to you know hit these huge spikes man i'm a worker it's just kind of who i you know my dad ran a construction company i just want slow progress did we get better today if if we're getting one or two subs a day i'm very very happy so as long as we're growing and the community's building obviously with the effort we're putting into things and you know the 40 hours rush road trips and all those things um you know that that's kind of that's what we're about, man. And so I'm so happy. I am very, very well pleased. Oh, I love it. Sean's giving me a shout out for the shirt, the old blockbuster. Uh, yeah, dude. Can you guys, for those of you that aren't, <laughs> you know, 20 and younger, blockbuster was like the coolest thing in the world. Whenever you go, whenever you went there, you knew you were going to have a great weekend because you got to watch a movie. Uh, crazy how times have changed and it probably changed for the better, but the nostalgia picking up the freaking VHS um cassette and turning it over and looking at the back oh man it was just such a fun time uh anyway i, I digress now let's go to the 40 hours defense and again the two prominent people we're going to hear from today defensive coordinator D'Amico ryan's who golly it, count your blessings every time you hear the name D'Amico ryan's just understand 
we're lucky to have him for another year. This is it. This is the last year. We said the same thing after Robert Sala. We're like, yeah, this is the last year. Um, we thought we would be able to keep Mike McDaniel a little longer. We did not. Um, you know, he took off, but D'Amico's going next year. So, did you know that you can now win up to one hundred times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn ten dollars into a thousand. With basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the reason why I say that is the 49ers defense is primed, is primed to just be absolutely incredible. It's going to be a great defense. Now, where were they last year? Let's put this into perspective a little bit. You know, depending on the metrics you're looking at, the, the probably the one that coaches and deep analytics people would say is the number one kind of criteria for a defense is DVOA, okay? Basically shows how good your defense is against average defenses in the NFL. 49ers were fifth. They were fifth by considerable margin, too. Um, you know, they got a 14.9, so a positive 14.9. Uh, Tampa Bay had the best defense with a positive 26.7. And so just to kind of put you into perspective, the Rams in our division finished eighth. And then you got to go down. Arizona finished 15th, so they're kind of right at the average. And you got to go down. Uh, where is Seattle? Um, oh, did I miss them? Yeah, Seattle actually did better. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was on offense. You guys are going to get fired at me. 49ers finished 7th. I don't know why that refreshed. That bothered me. I had it preloaded. Anyway, 49ers were 7th. Arizona was 6th. Rams were 5th. And then um, Seattle was 21st. And so it kind of makes sense why the NFC West is the NFC West. You've got the five, six, seven. Um, now, which off, which defenses got better? Uh, you know, you look at Cardinals lost Chandler Jones. They, they lost their best player on defense. Rams, uh, they lost about five starters. They got to keep their studs. They lost five starters on defense. Um, that's going to be interesting to overcome. Now, were any of those major key players? Eh, not really, not really. But if you look at the 49ers game, the guy that got the interception, he's gone. Um, the guy that was stuffing the run, you know, Sebastian Day, he's gone. Eric Weddle re-retired. You know, the guy that made two of the most key plays on that third and fourth down at midfield, he's gone. So, yeah, they've lost guys. They've lost guys. There's no doubt. But 
you know, did they replace them? We'll have to see. Now, let's talk about what the 49ers do have. And I think the captains of the defense, they have them at every single level. Nick Bosa, for sure. We're going to talk about him. Fred Warner, for sure. And then at the secondary, Jimmy freaking Ward. It used to be referred to as Mr. Glass because he got injured, I think, three out of the first three seasons. A lot of people were using the term bust, all those things. Hell no. Listen to what D'Amico Ryan says needs to happen for Jimmy Ward to have an all-pro season, and I completely agree with this. I think Jimmy is an all-pro player. Sometimes those accolades, they can't come to everybody. Jimmy just has to remain the course and just go play football. Jimmy is one of the best football players I've ever been around. Just his instincts, his feel. You know, playing that safety position, he is a really great football player. So sometimes the accolades, they don't show up. He just has to keep doing what he's doing, right? And he'll, he'll, he's continuing to get better. And Huff out there with him, they're both, you know, I, I feel like both of those guys are working well together. And, you know, Jimmy will, you know, one, if it's meant for him to be all pro, he just keep playing ball. He doesn't have to worry about that status. That'll come. You just play ball, have fun, do what you're supposed to do, and those accolades and things will come. You know, it, it's it's difficult because I think the way teams are built matters, especially on the defensive side. The common fan doesn't understand defensive studs, I would be willing to say. It's pretty easy to understand wide receivers. You got all the stats. It's pretty easy to understand running backs, quarterbacks. That simple. But whenever you get into offensive line play, the average fan doesn't understand. When it comes to defense, you got sacks. And then in interceptions, that's about it. So if you're not winning at one of those categories, you're not going to get noticed by the average fan. You have to watch. And then you've got name recognition almost completely, right? So like if you're a top 10 draft pick or from a top, you know, power school in college, he was none of those things. He was a first round pick, but he was injured the first three years. So he kind of fell off the quote unquote map. It's hard to get back on that. And because he's not an interception guy, except for whatever he plays against the Rams, it's hard to overcome that. But make no mistake, Jimmy Ward is a leader of this team, not just secondary, not just defense. He is a leader, one of the longest tenured leaders of this team as well. And so he's been there for a minute. Him and number 27, Robbie Gold, guys have been around for a minute. So that that's one thing. We'll see what happens with Huff. You know, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about him. But Jimmy Ward will have to carry this team on the back end. If Ward goes down, good gosh, that could be that could be very, very problematic. Now, let's talk about the defensive line. And I think, again, the strength of the team, not just defense, the strength of the team. Draft capital, financial capital, roster spots. This is the primary focus, which is crazy with an offensive-minded head coach that this is such a big deal. But listen to Nick Bosa, who's always fun to listen to, talk about the D-line group. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, just so much depth this year um, with Ture and and Charles and um, Kerry and Sampson. I mean, Jordan will come back. Um, we're going to have to use some extra roster spots on the D-line for sure. They did the same thing last year. They had 11 on the initial, you know, 53-man roster. So that's one out of every five players is a defensive line keep. Now, usually teams keep nine or 10. 49ers probably going to keep 11 again um, just because, man, they don't give a dang about, hey, we're going to load up on talent there. Consequences be damned. If we got a good D-line group, everything is going to go fine. And there's just so many. You know, I feel like we could do a show a week 
just showcasing a different defensive lineman because they're so stinking bitty. And hopefully you guys have been enjoying our 49ers roster countdown, which is awesome. I think we're on player 89. Uh, we did Sam uh, Schluter today, offensive lineman. Uh, that was fun. We're going to keep going through that. And, man, almost all the D linemen, we ain't touched one yet <laughs> because they're all going to be top pretty dang high. Uh, they're going to be rated very, very high. So uh, we got that. And one of my favorite players, you know, going into this offseason, before we were able to add Kerry Hyder on a cheap deal, before we signed Kamiko Toure, before we drafted Drake Jackson, you know, one of the players that I've been just screaming from the mountaintops because his tape was so good last year in such a limited spot, despite being traded midseason, was Charles Minahue coming over from the Texans. We traded for him. And he's a fun guy. Listen to D.C., D'Amico Ryans. Talk about Charles O'Mehue because this is one of the players I got circled. With all with all our guys, you know, whether ends or tackles, all those guys are, will move around as much as possible. So it's nothing that's kind of set in stone right now, right? We're just working on technique fundamentals right now, and just putting guys in different as many different positions as possible to see what they can do. So, you know, Charles has done a good job. I think this has very been OTAs has been very beneficial for him. Like he came in mid season, so for him to get all the groundwork day one fundamentals of how we play D-line. I think this has been huge for him. So happy that he's able to get these OTAs under his belt. So he's going to be much better for us just because he has a really base level of how we do things now. And I think that's key. I mean, the fact that he can step in, doesn't have to be the guy, can just do what he's good at. Very, very long, rangy defender that is just all around. Stout versus the run can blitz off the edge. Uh, now he's not your bend guy, but he didn't have to be the bend guy, right? That, that's not what he's there for. He's just a complete defensive end with a lot of upside. Really, really like Omenahue. Uh, dude, dude's just a baller, uh, you know. And again, I again, kind of how I feel about this. We're just highlighting a couple studs because there's so many. Literally, we could do a series a week. On these guys, the other one, and I think the one that's going to start a lot of people. How do I say this? A lot of people don't watch film, and that's okay. It's not a bad thing, you know. You're a team, you're a fan, you're a fan of your team, and that's a good thing. However, you want to celebrate and whatever, that's your thing. This is for you. Big reason why we started this whole podcast: educate, help people have a better time watching their team. Samson Ebukam, dude, turned it on last year. Now. It was a very slow start, and in the middle of the season wasn't great, but good gosh. You look at those last four games. Samson was unreal. His snap count going through the roof, and people were saying, like, oh, man, we're probably going to cut him. And I, the whole time I was just like, no, they're not. Why are they increasing his snaps? It's not like he has a giant salary cap. Is it a big cap hit? Sure, but it's, it's not, like, out of this world, especially with what he plays. Now he's going to get pressed for that starting job. And I think, you know, instead of getting 70 snaps a game like he was at the end, I think a 40 to 50 snap rate for him would be huge. Again, let's go back to D'Amico and listen to him talk about Samson Ebukam. Samson, at, towards the end of last year, he definitely started to ascend as far as when it comes to pressure on a quarterback. He uh, started to gain a lot more pressure. I think the more comfortable he got just playing a position and, you know, he's picked up exactly where he's left off. So here in camp, he's been doing a really good job of continuing that, getting pressure, doing those things, all the things that we ask him to do. So Samson is uh, it's definitely a guy who's getting better up front. Dude, it just takes time. And you got to remember, he went from standing up 
as a four three out or three four outside linebacker to our system, which is different in the wide nine and all that kind of stuff. It takes time. It takes time. And he was learning football anyway. He's just a raw athlete that is adapting. And I'm excited. He doesn't have to be this out of world, whatever. He could just be a rotation guy. And a big reason why he just has to be a rotation guy is the new guy that they added at number 61. And these are probably, I got three good clips here just because I think it's so important. Nick Bosa talking about Drake Jackson, which, man, we've done so many film breakdowns on this kid. He's fun, man. Uh, again, over on Patreon, we've got a bunch on him. And it's 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 heartbreaking watching him play at USC. Uh, not because I don't like USC, which I don't, but because it just was so poorly coached. You see him drop it in coverage 30 yards downfield. Um, you see him like one-on-one with tight ends in coverage. You see him uh, basically blitzing as a 3-4 defensive end, which he's not. Just complete misuse of talent, sadly. Coaching just let him down um, with such an elite talent. And because of that, you know, the bittersweet. You got to look at both sides of the coin. Probably would not have been there at 61 had they used him appropriately. And listen to Nick Bosa on his initial thoughts whenever they were able to land uh, Drake Jackson in the draft. Yeah, I was I was confused. I thought we drafted an inside linebacker, and I was like, we got plenty of those. Um, and then they started showing highlights, and I was like, all right, let's see why why we did that. And I mean, that's the thing. Like ESPN and all these other, they called him a linebacker, and some of them did have him as an inside linebacker because that's where USC played him like a bunch of morons, like. No, he was played out of position. That's not what he is. That's not any of those things. And so here is, you know, this is a longer clip. And this is the thoughts on Drake and kind of what he brings to the table. Just really nice kid. Uh, He's super talented. Um, He does things out there that um, I definitely couldn't do as a rookie, just the way he moves. And um, he's definitely got... Uh, some impressive stuff about him, but it's only been two days where I've seen him. Um, just great dude, though. Just uh, wants to learn and um, just really appreciative to be here, and I'm glad we got him. What is it about the way he moves that you couldn't do? Uh, just his bend and his mobility uh, that young. Um, I think his gymnastics background or whatever um, – he just could bend really well, and that's something I had to um, had to improve on um, as my career has gone on, as I've trained with um, my brother and, and our trainer. Um, but, yeah, he's just got it naturally. So if he could keep building and keep getting better, it would be pretty, pretty scary. I don't know if you've seen the clip, man. I probably should have loaded this, but there was after one of the games the USC they won, he did one of those like uh, complete backflips where you do like the round off into like side backflip with pads on. And this dude, I mean, he's 260 plus pounds. He's a big dude, but he's got raw athleticism. And, you know, to hear somebody like Bosa, who was the number two pick, should have been number one pick in the NFL draft, say, this kid can do things that I couldn't do. That's incredible. Um, and again, he doesn't have to. I really love, and again, completely different coaching staffs, defensive scheme, whatever. Think Alden Smith's rookie year, not production wise, but snap count and play selection, right? He doesn't have to come in and be an every down 
back. He doesn't have to worry about the run game. He literally just gets to come in and shine on pass rushing downs and then build on that because Kerry Hyder, because Ominihue, because, you know, Samson, because it, you just keep going because Kamiko Ture, who you just signed, it, it like because Jordan Willis, because like there's just so many. He gets to come in and just shine. That's it. He doesn't have to worry about all the run game responsibilities, whatever. You just slowly allow him to earn his stripes and allow him to come in. And again, this was a team that was near the lead. I think uh, the Steelers passed this to the last minute and tackles for loss. Sacks, we were up there as well. And again, kind of back to where we started this episode. Where was the defense last year? Well, let's go through the actual ranks itself on profootballreference.com, okay? If you're just looking at points allowed, we were ninth, ninth best. If you look at yards allowed, third best. You look at first downs allowed, sixth best. I mean, you look at, you know, uh, passing touchdowns, 12th. That wasn't good. Um, but yards per pass attempt, attempt, we were 10th. Yards per rush attempt, we were seventh. Rushing yards allowed, seventh. There's so many different metrics that they were great. Now, okay, where are some things that perhaps they weren't great or average in, right? Defensively on third downs, we were 17th. We were below average or actually right at the average. That's one way you could get better. Think about all those pass interference calls early in the year, getting beat deep, all those things. Guess what? Charvarius Ward's there now. Your guys that were your, you know, one and two quarterbacks are now your three and four cornerbacks. Uh, I mean, you've got so much depth there that you don't have to worry about Drake Kirkpatrick. You don't have to worry about Josh Norman. You don't have to worry about those guys anymore. Fourth downs, the 49ers were sixth best in the NFL. In the red zone, they were 15th. So there's areas for improvement. But back to the DVOA on the entire defense as a whole and where the 49ers fit, we were a top 10 defense last year. They were seventh. Can they improve? I fully expect them to. I fully expect them to. And so, <laughs> yeah, Juan Salas, what's up, man? The beautiful man. And compliments to Juan. All those clips you got, that comes from the man himself. He's, he's the best there is. He says, and he doesn't have to cover wide receivers either. Because Juan goes through the film with me. And so he sees all the, the crap uh that you know they go through and you got to see it it's just you're watching this film and you get so excited and you're just like oh let's see what this rookie could do and then you're just like why the hell is he back there one-on-one -on -one with a tight end 30 yards downfield with no safety help what are you doing um anyway maybe it was bring your kid to work day at usc i don't know i don't know um sean i like this question he says i wonder who's going to have the better d line this year chargers or niners yeah, they're incredible. There's no doubt. I think depth-wise, there's nobody in contention with the 49ers. Perhaps Washington, uh, their guys are more inside depth. Uh, but yeah, Chargers starters versus Niners starters. I think Chargers might have it. Um, but after that, Niners win in a landslide. So yeah, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, uh, they've got some they've got some studs for sure. Um, and so yeah, we'll have to kind of see what that looks like. But I really do feel Right? What is the state of the 49ers defense? It's freaking exciting. I think there's two major players, or positions rather, that kind of have me somewhat concerned. Not on the defensive line. Even if Ken Law, perhaps his injury isn't fully healed, not too stressed about that too much because we have depth there. It's the slot corner position, which I think Darquez Denard's going to start. You've got, you know, you drafted Samuel Womack. 
You've got number 27 that could take snaps there. Yeah, I mean, there, there's got last year, Diamador Lenore. There are guys there. That one's a concern. And then the opposite safety spot next to Jimmy Ward, which Hufunga's got it. Can he keep it? Can Odom, you know, where's Tarvarius Moore? There are guys there. There's depth behind him, but somebody's got to play. You know what I mean? It's nice to have depth. And somebody could be a really good number three or four safety, but one or two injuries, now that's a starting safety. We saw that last year, right? Tavon Wilson was out there, right? We had lots of guys that were just like, eesh, it was rough. So the 49ers defense could be top 10. If you just get average play from that number two safety spot and the slot corner, top 10 defense guaranteed, probably top five. If you got, if somebody would say, okay, you're going to get league average play from the number two safety and your slot corner, We've got it. 49ers have a top five defense. Now, if you don't get that league average play, now you're like, okay, going to be back to where we were last year, which isn't a bad thing. Number seven's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Um, anyway, I, I love it. This is fun. And yeah, you know what, CJ? I, I appreciate you bringing this up. You know, whenever I started the whole number 27 thing, I talked about Dante Johnson here. It wasn't because... I was trying to like belittle, and, and you know, I know a lot of people are new listeners. It was because I do the film breakdowns every single week on Patreon, where we go through every single offense and defense and play. We've done that the past two years, and if you join our Patreon, you can go back and watch them all. I got tired of saying bad things about him because he was out of position and just getting beat so much. So out of respect, because I think Dante Johnson's a great dude, and uh, I think he's a great man. I hope he's a, a coach for a long time, and you know, he, he's a great dude. But I didn't like saying bad things about the dude's name over and over again. And, you know, like as a former coach, whenever I was going through film study, especially with high school kids, you know, one of the things I would go through with my position coaches consistently is, look, film film's rough for kids. Vulnerabilities, being trashed in front of their peers and things like that. And so you call out their mistakes so that they can improve, but you don't belittle them. And so you get you got to know the player. You got to know the kid. And again, I'm not a 49ers coach, obviously, but that's where all that started, CJ. And you're, you're right. Like, we'll have to see what happens. Um, but yeah, Dante Johnson's his name. And I, I started calling him number 27, kind of turned into a little bit of a joke. And I apologize if anybody took him the wrong way. I'm not trying to dehumanize any player. I just didn't want to say bad things about the man's name because I respect him. That's just not who I am. And I did the same thing with Kentavious Street. It's not his fault. Um, they keep putting him in positions he can't be successful. And so that's kind of where that went. So anyway, yeah, love the barnacle. I'm not an anti-number 27 guy. I think he's incredible. I, I just don't think that he should start in the NFL. And definitely not outside corner. Slot, all right. Uh, safety, all right. Definitely not outside. I hate when we put players in positions they cannot be successful. And I thought outside corner, that was the case. Um, you know, and again, that goes back two years ago where it was just bad, right? So anyway, I, I, re I really, really hope, you know, nobody's taking that as, you know, I'm trying to take shots. That's not what that is. Um, and anyway, Dante Johnson is a great, great man. I'd be very, very happy if he was to coach my son. I, I think that dude's going to be around for a while. So uh, thank you for calling me on that. Keep be honest, guys. Um, you know, we, that, that's what this is. This is a community podcast, baby. Community podcast. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. I got to get to a couple meetings, uh, working on some things for uh, 49ers Rush Road Trip this year. 
got some business meetings, all kinds of stuff. So uh, got all that going on. But I just want to say thank you guys. As always, you are incredible. Oh, and check out this new uh, this new logo we're working on and this new outro. We still got some works to go. But uh, let me know um, in the comments section what you guys think. I love you guys. This is incredible. We got a lot more content coming this summer. We ain't stopping. We ain't stopping. As always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.